Good morning, everyone, and welcome to today's focus for Monday, June the 19th, 2023 at 10.20 a.m. Central Time. Today's focus is church essential for salvation. Today's focus is, is church essential to salvation? Now, your immediate response may be, absolutely not. Then you may say, well, absolutely not. But if a person refuses to go to church or they're not going to church, well, that may prove they're not safe. You may start trying to answer it a lot of different ways, but I really want you to focus on the, the, the question today. I want you to think about it, talk about it, debate it, discuss it. Is church essential for salvation? Now, the reason I'm asking that question is because on social media right now, I've seen a discussion about something preached at a church that seems, at least according to the claims, it seems to be saying that church is essential for salvation. They, this sermon that I, they've t- people have taken a clip from, you know how I feel about that. They've taken a, 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 but it seems like a pretty lengthy clip. It seems it's seven minutes and 51 seconds long. And it seems that the clip is making the assertion, making the claim that, hey, Church is absolutely essential for your salvation. So what we're going to do is we're going to listen and review the clip. I would rather try to find the entire sermon, but I'm going to ask all of you guys to do a little bit of research and see if we can track down the original sermon. And it's and then we will do a review of the entire thing. But I need my Theology Central detectives to go to work, all right? I need you guys to to jump in and see what you can find. But I'm going to I'm going to read some of this just to kind of introduce this clip and then I'll read the rest of it after the clip because obviously the people posting the clip not only do they seem to disagree, they seem to be skeptical of what they think the clip is saying. Now, I you know the rules. I've not watched the clip. I just saw the post and like, you know what? I'm going to grab the clip and we'll listen to it in real time together. You know, that's how I like to do things. Sometimes that leads to problems. <laughs> Sometimes that makes things awkward, right? Because they'll be like, here's this clip and this is what it says. And then we listen to it and we're like, well, not really. That's not really what it says. So thank you. But but I think that's, I, I find it more exciting and more fun to not really know what's about to happen, right? I, I find that that it's more like, this is very real. This is not overly produced. It's, it's like, hey, guys, I just found this. Let's listen to it together and see. This is what people are claiming. Let's see if it's true. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to listen to see if what the claims about it are true. Then I'm going to challenge you to go look and see if we can find the entire sermon. And then we'll come back and do a review of the entire sermon at a later time. All right. See, this this podcast requires, you know, audience participation, right? You you don't even have a choice. If, if you don't participate, I, I literally come to your house, knock on the door. I'm like, what are you doing? Get up off the couch and participate. Okay. I know. I, no, not actually. That's okay. Obviously being a little joking around a little bit, but are you ready? Here is the, the uh, post. When was this? This was originally posted at 523 p.m. On June the 18th, 2023, 
Currently, it it has 9,246 views. That's not massive, but it's enough for me to at least pay attention to. And because of of the name of the church that I'm about to give you, it's obviously very influential. So then, therefore, it even becomes more important to discuss. Are you ready? Here we go. Here is the post. Sermon from North Point Community Church. Sermon from North Point Community Church today. So the sermon should have been preached on June the 18th, which would be yesterday. So I'm assuming it's the sermon from their morning service on June the 18th, North Point Community Church. If you're not familiar with that name, that's Andy Stanley's church. So Andy Stanley, now Andy Stanley is definitely not known as some, you know, hardcore fundamentalist, right? He's typically viewed more on the the liberal side of things. So what could North Point Community Church have to say about church being essential for salvation? Well, let's continue and see. Here we go. Sermon from North Point Community Church today saying that attending church and being part of the body is essential doctrine and a fundamental of the faith that one must do to be saved. Now that is a big claim. If that was more of a fun, a church that would be referred to as a fundamentalist church, I, 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 I could possibly see that, right? I could possibly see that. But from North Point Community Church... Did they really say that church is, or or, I mean, we read this again, attending church and being a part of the body is essential doctrine and a fundamental of the faith that one must do to be saved. Did they really say that? Or is this a misrepresentation? Is this, is this true? Now we've got seven minutes and 51 seconds the clip is seven minutes and 51 seconds long to try to see if that's accurate. Now, I don't, I don't like that. Uh, I do, uh, I do admire the fact that it's at least seven minutes and 51 seconds and it's not two or three minutes. I still believe we need the entire sermon. So we need to track down the entire sermon, find it, uh, hopefully an easy way to download it. Oh, drives me crazy. So many churches, you're like, can I just, can you just put a download, download button where I can just download your sermon? Why do you have to make it as convoluted as possible? For people to get to your sermons, right? I don't know why churches don't have their sermons on every podcasting app under the sun and have it, you know, you can download it, you can stream it, you can, like, I just don't understand why you would not want your content as to be as easily accessible as possible. But that's a whole different podcast, all right? So... I, I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna read the rest of things that they have here because they they seem to, they seem to be very skeptical or at least questioning the motive behind it. They seem convinced that that's what this church was saying. That North Point Community Church was saying that attending church and being a part of the body is an essential doctrine and a fundamental of the faith that one must do to be saved. That is what the claim of this post is. I've got the audio. We're gonna review it. We're going to take it apart. Now, because they clipped this, it just, 
Like, it's not a smooth entry into this. It's just kind of abrupt. As soon as I hit play, he's going to be talking. So we'll try to, to hopefully see. I, I have uh, amplified this because the original file was way too low in volume. But I've amplified it. So hopefully it will be loud enough. And uh, hopefully the entire clip is there. I, I, I tried to get the clip the first time and it only gave me like two minutes of it. I, di- I, I tried again and I think I got the entire um, yeah, it's saying seven minutes and 50 seconds. So the whole thing should be there. Listen carefully. Remember, here's our here's our goal. Did North Point Community Church really preach that going to church, attending church, and being a part of the body is an essential doctrine and a fundamental of faith that one must do to be saved? First, we're just going to try to determine, did they really say that? If we determine, yes, they did, then we can call into question how that relates to the gospel. Then we can call into question, wait, North Point Community Church said this? Is that kind of odd to you? All right. Just keep that in mind. Here we go. Here is the clip. Also is agent of transformation culturally, globally. In this age in history, the gathering of the local church, the body of Christ, is the incarnation of God, and we don't realize how significant, how important that is. But there's been this recent cultural shift, not just uh, outside the church, but within the church. And many view the gathering or the attending or the gatherings of the church as non-essential. And, and come on, let's just be honest for a minute. I'm just going to push you just a second. Many of us, if you look at our behavior and our activity, many of us view the gathering or attending the gathering, gathering with other believers. We view it, or at least our actions seem to proclaim it as non-essential. Now, this isn't something new. This, this began over a decade ago, but it was accelerated during COVID. In fact, some of you remember, you remember this probably all too well. You're like, I'm trying to forget. But, but during COVID, um, all non-essential services shut down. Remember this? So, so only essential services kept, kept going and were gathering and, and the church stopped gathering in person. And now we know we didn't stop gathering. We continued to gather online, but that wasn't the perception of many outside and inside the church. It's like, oh, this isn't essential. And there was fallout from that. It accelerated something that was already beginning. In Um, fact, the people on the other end of this argument, I keep hearing them say over and over, the Lord commands us to meet. The Lord commands us to meet. Hmm. He does not. This is how people see Christianity. This is how people see the church. And it's by no coincidence that this has trended. Okay, that, what is going on? So did he pop? Okay, I'm a little confused here. Did they murder? Because all of a sudden Andy Stanley's voice came in there saying that God did not command us to meet. Are they contrasting that with the sermon that was held or did they play that in the sermon? I am trying to figure this out. All right, let's, let's, I'm going to back that up. What, I'm just going to back this all the way up. Isn't that weird? Like, what is that? Does anybody know what's going on there? Like, he's preaching it like he's not yet said that it's essential for salvation as the claim of this article is, but then Andy Stanley comes in. Are they trying to contrast that there's been a change in, doctrine at the church that Andy Stanley before said, hey, we are not commanded to meet. 
Yet he, now, now the church is saying it's essential. Are they trying to draw a contrast there? Let's back it all the way up. That seems odd to me. Let's see. Let's see if we can follow what's going on here. Maybe when it's all said and done, it will make sense. Here we go. We're going to start it over. Also, his agent of transformation culturally, globally, in, in this age in history, the gathering of the local church, the body of Christ, is the incarnation of God. And we don't realize how significant, how important that is. But there's been this recent cultural shift, not just uh, outside the church, but within the church. And many view the gathering or the attending or the gatherings of the church as non-essential. And and come on, let's just be honest for a minute. I'm just going to push you just a second. Many of us, if you look at our behavior and our activity, many of us view the gathering or attending the gathering, gathering with other believers. We view it, or at least our actions seem to proclaim it as non-essential. Now, this isn't something new. This, this began over a decade ago, but it was accelerated during COVID. In fact, some of you remember, you remember this probably all too well. You're like, I'm trying to forget. But, but during COVID, um, all non-essential services shut down. Remember this? So, so only essential services kept, kept going and were gathering and, and the church stopped gathering in person. And now we know we didn't stop gathering. We continued to gather online, but that wasn't the perception of many outside and inside the church. It's like, oh, this isn't essential. And there was fallout from that. It accelerated something that was already beginning. In fact, um, the people on the other end of this argument, I keep hearing them say over and over, the Lord de- commands us to meet. The Lord commands us to meet. Hmm. He does not. This he- is how people see Christianity. This is how people see. Okay, see, that's weird. Like, look, if you're going to play a clip, If you're going to play a clip and then you're just going to superimpose something else over it to try to make a point, maybe, maybe the video, I I just think that I, I, this is what I always worry about with the way online works, right? Look, if, if you're going to take a clip, then here's what you need to do. You play the first part of the clip and then you stop the clip and then you come in and say now, okay, we're going to, we're going to come back to that in just a second. Here's what Andy Stanley said and then give the year. Now they may be on the video. They give the year and then go back, but at least try to narrate what you're trying to demonstrate. That that's at least, I just think it's fair. To try to do that. But we, we, uh, obviously, Andy Stanley being imposed on that is not part of the original sermon. So they, they have the original sermon, then they put Andy Stanley's comments, then they go back to the original sermon. Okay. I'm not saying that that's com- like misleading, but I'm, I'm just trying to figure out exactly what they're doing. I think they're trying to show a contrast that there's been a major change at North Point Community Church as far as what they believe about how essential attending church is. Let, let's see what else they, they do with this uh, vi- video in this clip. The church, and it's by no coincidence that this has trended with people's view of the church being non-essential. So, so the question we're asking is, is, is the church essential? Is it essential? I mean, here, here's the thing. Is, it, is the gathering of the church, is the people attending church, is you showing up where, at, a, at a local body and interacting with other believers, is that essential? And how essential is it? I would tell you, because of the way things are trending, it's more essential than ever. Um, and people on the other end of this argument, I keep hearing them say over and over, the Lord de- commands us to meet. The Lord commands us to meet. He does not. Up. This is how you, you don't swerve. You be unswervingly. This is how. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. 
the habit of meeting together. It was a central practice. It was maybe the most important practice of the early Jesus followers. It was not optional. It was not peripheral. It was essential. They saw the gathering of God's people as God's primary vehicle for building up the body and reaching out to people who were outside the body. So I just want to push you a little bit today. Look, if you've gotten out of the habit of meeting together, it's time to change that habit. This is, this is me. Paul's word, or the, the writer of Hebrews' words, not mine, probably Paul. He, this is me encouraging you. This is me encouraging you that the gathering is essential. It's essential to you experiencing the transformation of God, to you experiencing what God wants you to do, in he, what, what he wants to do in your life. It's essential. If you're joining us online, I, I don't want you to feel any guilt. This isn't me like shaming you. I'm just saying there's an opportunity. There's an invitation. I, I, don't, I don't need anything from you, but I want something for you. And the reality is, is gathering with the local church is how God's transformational power gets unlocked in your life. Okay, now at this point, I've not heard anything, anything where they have made it seem like that you must do this to be saved. Remember, the claim is, and let me quote again, sermon from North Point Community Church today, saying that attending church and being part of the body is essential doctrine and a fundamental of the faith that one must do to be saved. So far, they've not come anywhere close to saying that. They're saying it's essential, and they're saying it's essential to basically keep you on track, and according to them, to unlock the transformative power of God. So, like, you church is essential so that you will be transformed, that it's a, it's it's essential for you to move forward in your Christian life. I've yet to hear. Now, maybe they're going to, but so far, I have yet to hear where they've said, you must do this to be saved. Maybe they're getting ready to. If they don't, this is going to be a second, this is going to be another example where what is claimed about a video clip is not actually in the video clip, okay? Now, maybe this is going to be, I'm hoping this is going to be the case, but this, please, you've got to always You've got to always be very careful when these kinds of things, like this is why I hate the whole practice of ripping segments out of a sermon and then doing this kind of thing. Just review this entire sermon. Just review the entire sermon. Or even if you're going to take a clip, uh, let's say you're going to post a clip on social media. Here's the clip. Here's what how I interpret the clip. Here's the a link to the entire sermon so that we can all listen to it in fuller context to see if my interpretation of this is correct. You could do it that way. That would be more accurate. But let's see. So far, they've not said anything like you have to do this in order to be saved. See, when, when I first heard that North Point said this, I was having a hard time like, wait, there's just no way. But m- maybe I'm wrong. M- maybe he's getting ready to say it. So far, he's definitely emphasizing how essential it is, but it seems to be it's essential for one's spiritual benefit, not essential like if you don't do it, you're going to go to hell. All right. So let's see. Maybe maybe he's going to uh, change it up. Here we go. And in our communities, um, in the world around people on the other end of this argument, I keep hearing them say over and over, the Lord commands us to meet. The Lord commands us to meet. Hmm. He does not. We show up. When you show up for each other, for each other's families, when you show up and just, even when you don't know what your part is, Scripture says you're a part of the body. When you show up, it matters. When you show up, you fulfill your role as part of the body. 
God uses other people in the body to spur one another on, to encourage one another, to love one another, to care for one another, to build one another up. When we can't do it on our own, he knew we would need each other. And so he didn't leave it up to one person. He passed the baton to a gathering because active gatherings of believers activate God's transformational power in our world and miraculous things happen in our lives and the lives of those around us. When we gather and each one plays our part, marriages are transformed. God, through his spirit, restores families, hearts are mended, addictions are broken, purpose is realized. Lives are rescued forever, forever. So speaking of, I mean, obviously, there's just these different lanes that all these different churches are running to. You've got a church like yours who's saying we're not even going to gather together until, you know, the new year. Then you've got uh, John MacArthur at Grace in California where they're saying, um, man, our call by God you know, theologically mm. speaking, is to, to gather together as believers, even if it's right. against the law. And then somewhere in the middle is someone like in Oklahoma who's saying we're allowed to gather, but not with child care. And then people in Atlanta have different rules, like you said. And so talk to us about the theology behind it. Uh, even down the street, maybe your friends at 12 Stone or Passion City mm-hmm. or yep. Mount Perrin, who maybe uh, do co-laboring with you all year long, but they've mm. decided they're going to run a different play. Uh, yeah. or even someone to the extreme other side, like Pastor John, who's saying, I, I will go to jail for this because mm-hmm. I-, I feel like God's put a conviction in my heart to do that. Talk us through the theology of it, if you don't mind. Yeah, and there is a the- theological basis for this. And this is where maybe I you know, part ways with some of those folks, um, John in particular, perhaps. I've never met John MacArthur, so I, you know, all I know is what I've read, I guess, like most people. You should go, um, you should, you should go to his home. John said some not so nice things about (laughs) me, not by name, but he's, you know, he's made some comments about those who have uh, decided not to meet for the rest of the year. He said um, that we aren't really a church and we don't know how or don't care about shepherding our people. So I'm like, wow, that's a lot for someone I've never met, but that's okay. Um, (laughs) To to the theology of this, and he gets, you're going to, I think you're going to interview him later. So he gets the last one. We're hoping so. so, Yeah. Yeah. We're hoping he'll he'll give us uh, some. Again, um, I think the church always looks better when we are um, defending other people's rights rather than defending our own. The church always looks better when we're giving our way rather than demanding our way. And this is what Jesus modeled. Um, People on the other end of this argument, I keep hearing them say over and over, the Lord commands us to meet. The Lord commands us to meet. He does not. He commands that we lay down our lives for our friends, that we do what's best for others. Even the Apostle Paul said this when describing Jesus in in his his letter to Philippians. He said, he who was equal with God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. He who was made in the image of God did not. In other words, Jesus, this is amazing. Jesus never played the God card. He never said, okay, by the way, I'm God, right? You know, so if, and, and again, to quote, um, you know, Peter, who dictated his experience with Jesus to Mark, for even the Son of Man, and we're his body, remember this, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. So the local church, as the representation of Jesus, this is a premier moment. This mm. is a premier moment for the local church in American culture. And the question is, what are we going to do with this moment? And demanding our way, demanding our rights is antithetical to everything Jesus taught and everything Jesus did. So we think this is an expression of Christ's likeness. Okay. I am totally baffled by this. First, they 
They placed all of this together in a video. But remember the claim. The first paragraph is, Sermon from North Point Community Church today saying that attending church and being part of the body is essential doctrine and a fundamental of the faith that one must do to be saved. There was nothing in that clip that even come anywhere close to insinuating that. How can you get online and make a total false claim that is that is bearing false witness, that is complete slander, that is not an accurate representation? I do not in any way agree with so much about North Point Community Church. I say this all the time. I don't care how much I disagree with someone. I don't care how much I disagree with their theology. You must fairly represent those you disagree with, especially if you're going to be publicly criticizing them. Whether you agree with what North Point Community Church did in the pandemic or whether you agree or disagree with it, they must be fairly represented. Whether you think, but in this particular case, I don't even want to get into the whole argument about what they did or did not do in the pandemic. What I want to do is this is a false claim that that clip in any way, shape, or form insinuated that one must be a part, must attend church and be a part of the body in order to be saved. That clip never came close to insinuating that. It was a million miles away. And again, let me read. And I'm going to quote it verbatim. I'm going to quote this, what they claim that was in that video clip. Here we go. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to read this again. Sermon from North Point Community Church today said that attending church and being part of the body is an essential doctrine and a fundamental of the faith that one must do to be saved. Then they provide that clip that we just listened to, which is seven minutes and 51 seconds long. Nowhere. And that's, in fact, most of that clip where they kept going back to Andy Stanley and what Andy Stanley was saying and trying to explain why and what they did during the pandemic. Now, he may be, they may be trying to demonstrate you could have posted, you could have said this. Did North Point Community Church radically change their view of how essential meeting as a body is compared to what they said during the pandemic? Now, you could call that into question, but then you would like need to go, what, 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 what has changed? Why did it change? This is not a, a fair representation. Please, whenever someone does this stuff online, please don't jump to any conclu- conclusions. Now, we, we will, I am going to still try to track down the entire sermon. I'm still going to review the entire sermon because I played a clip of it. So now it's my, it's, it's my responsibility to track down this sermon and, and review the entire thing. So if anyone wants to help me, I need the sermon for June the 18th from North Point Community Church. And please find me a link that it's easy to download the sermon. Okay. In an audio file, if possible. If not, I'll have to download the video, then convert the video to an audio file, but you get the idea. Uh, because I, this is crazy. So, uh, oh. all right. So once again, these hit pieces, these misrepresentations, this slander, and this is a Christian site going after North Point Community Church, and they completely slandered, misrepresented, and and, and that's bearing false witness. There's nothing. There's nothing anywhere close to I, I, that. That just drives me crazy. Why within the Christian world do we play these games? Come on now, we can do better than that. 
Now, does it sound like that there's been a, a shift and maybe their approach to how essential church is? Maybe. Now, we know churches all across the United States of America are struggling with church attendance. I definitely am interested to see if there becomes more and more of an emphasis on how important church attendance is. Now, if people start saying, if you don't attend church, you're not a Christian, I definitely want to hear a church make that claim. And I would be, because I'm skeptical, because I'm jaded, I would be like, well, imagine that. All of a sudden, we're going to preach it like it's essential for salvation. Why? Because, well, church attendance is down, and that can have a detrimental impact on the church. Look, people don't show up. Your church goes away. I mean, that's just the way it works. People have to show up. They have to support it. The churches have to have ministry. I mean, whether you like it or not, ministries have to have financial support. Churches, you need people there in the service or you end up, the services get canceled. You have to have people show up. And so... um, I understand that, you know, I, I, I've been interested to see if churches are going to kind of start, you know, you must be here. You must be here. I, I was, I was curious to see if those kind of sermons were going to start kind of, uh, you know, moving to the forefront and become more common. So when I heard that North Point had told people that attending church and being part of the body is essential doctrine and a fundamental of the faith that one must do to be saved. The minute I saw that, I was like, whoa, is this, this would be a big example of what I thought may happen. But turns out that they didn't claim anything like that. Now they made other claims about what church will do for you that I am very skeptical of. In other words, God will not transform you outside of the local church. That is a whole theological discussion. To me, that is most important from that clip. Is it true that God, that the transformative power of God in your life is connected to your church attendance? You must go to church to unlock the transformative power. That's what seemed to be claimed in the claim that seems to be most, that stood out most to me in that clip. But no, they they just made, they just said that they said something they did not say. That we can't do that as Christians. Look, I look, I get ju- I get just as irritated when someone on YouTube or, or any other places where people can comment about our content, where someone will make some claim or say something about something I said. And so many times my response is, did you even bother to listen to everything I said? You ripped things I said out of context. You're completely misrepresenting the entire program. Why are you doing that? And sometimes I will even get people to admit, well, no, no, I didn't actually listen to the whole thing because I don't like your voice or you yell too much. Well, then, okay, if you didn't listen to the whole thing, why are you commenting? So in that particular case, like it's a seven minute and 51 second clip. Nowhere did they say you must do this to be saved. Nowhere in that clip. Are they changing because uh, here I'll just read the rest of the uh, this this article. Um, they say sermon a sermon from North Point Community Church today saying that attending church and being part of the body is an essential doctrine and a fun, fundamental of the faith that one must do to be saved. 
Next, next paragraph. I don't take it seriously. Given that a few years ago, North Point canceled services and told congregation members to sleep in and skip church because it was Father's Day. A few weeks ago, Andy Stanley, uh, well, they misspelled Andy Stanley's name, canceled church because it was Memorial Day long weekend. Now, now, first of all, let's just stop right here. Okay, let's stop right here. Churches have been canceling services for a holidays and for all kinds of things for as long as I have been attending church. I've seen churches cancel services for the Super Bowl. I've seen churches say on, on say Easter, have a big Easter morning service and then cancel the evening services. I've seen churches cancel services for picnics, potlucks, fellowships. So I don't know why you would attack North Point. Churches all across the United States of America will like, you know, we're not going to have services tonight. We're going to cancel for this. We're going to cancel for that. We're going to cancel for this. So I don't know. And so then any, then they go to the next paragraph. Anyway, in mid-July 2020, Stanley announced that they were closing their 10 churches for the rest of the year and in fact stayed closed long after the new year. Stanley argued that God required them to sacrifice for their community, but that the Lord did not command them to meet physically. Physically together, He stressed that he did not want to begin opening sooner with uh, COVID protocols in place. Opening, if they did that, the quality of the worship experience would be subpar, Stanley said. Even if we did reopen, we certainly would not be able to create a quality adult or, Christ- or children worship experience with social distancing and protocols in place. So no, I don't believe for a minute North Point believes gathering as a body is essential. Okay, well, you may not believe they believe it's essential, but you completely misrepresented what they say. So which is worse? A church closing down during the pandemic or you posting online a total fabricated, misrepresented, bearing false witness, slanderous accusation that they said in a sermon that attending church and being a part of the body uh, is an essential doctrine and a fundamental faith that one must do to be safe. Which is worse? Which is worse? Now we can have we can have an, an an ongoing debate about what churches should or shouldn't have done during the pandemic, and everyone has strong opinions, right? I've always said I, I admired churches that were more that I felt were more honest. Look. Remember there was a pastor in Louisiana? I'll never forget it. It was so awesome. He's on CNN. And I, I'll never forget the they're like, well, why aren't you closing down? He's like, look. You see that building back there? We don't have people there. Money doesn't come in. Money doesn't come in. We can't pay for that building. We can't pay for the staff. We have to close down. Like, we can't close down. Like, he just made it very clear. It's for our survival. It's for money. Right. So I, I, I admired that. Like, like, hey, we're making a decision for the survival of this church. Okay. I, 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 you know, that, that week, we could have a long discussion about that. Others tried to make it like, we're doing it for God. And, and then see, and then it turned into conspiratorial thinking. And then it just turned into, you know, COVID denial. And then it's just, it just, it all, oh, it almost always spiraled out of control. But you, you can argue about whether you should or shouldn't and how you did it and, and, and what you, what you could do and, and what you couldn't do and what rules you should break. And I, man, that's, a, that's a never ending debate. And, and, 
There'll be books written about it five years from now, looking back at that time of what the church did and didn't do, and 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 there'll be critiques of it, and 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 there's going to be even critiques. Clearly, they've already started of what the government called for during the COVID situation. And I've always said it was a novel coronavirus. There was so many unknowns. There were things like, do this. And that, no, well, no, that's do because that's how it always works in medicine. You're dealing with something brand new. You have to go with what you think you know at the time and then change and modify as you move forward. So there was a lot of uncertainty. There was a lot of information that now we know more than we did then. And so there was going to be a lot, but like people, nobody could be patient and thoughtful and understand the complexities of it. It was all we, everyone wanted everything black and white and things sometimes are not. So I got no problem having those discussions about what churches did and didn't do and who made the right decision, who made the wrong decision. And you may want to pat yourself on the back and say, you made the right decision and criticize everyone else. I think we can all agree. It was a very difficult, difficult time for anyone involved, whether in business or in ministry. But for crying out loud, they never made any such claim that it was essential for salvation. No such claim. So here's what I want you to do today. I'm going to modify today's focus. It, what? Let me, let me state it this way. Is church attendance the key to unlocking the transformative power of God in your life, in your marriage, in your family. Is, is that the key? You attend church, that unlocks the transformative power. And if you don't attend church, does that transformative power remain locked and therefore your marriage, your life, your family cannot be transformed? Now, that to me was the big thing that, stu that stuck out in that clip. That's why we need to listen to the entire sermon and review the entire sermon. So first, if you find the sermon, it was June the 18th, North Point Community Church. Email it to me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. And hey, Christians, let's do better. Let's do better. When we're going to criticize a sermon and take a and just you know take a two-minute, four-minute, seven-minute clip, can we accurately represent what they're saying? Again, I hate charismatic theology with everything in me. Obviously, I am no fan of Bethel Church in Redding, California. I am no, no fan of, of any charismatic anything. But if I see a clip that's three or four minutes long, three or four minutes long online, and people are claiming that it's saying this or that, I'm still going to give, I don't care if it's Bethel, I'm going to give every charismatic the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to go listen to the entire sermon, and then I will offer a critique. We do not bear false witness. We do not do this kind of thing. Accurately represent your enemy and then accurately offer a biblical critique and don't make it personal. Now, has North Point changed? I don't know. I would have to listen. Maybe the whole sermon would offer an explanation. Maybe Andy Stanley would make, you know what? And it would be perfectly okay if Andy Stanley was like, hey, you know what? After the pandemic, we've done a lot of soul searching. We think maybe we made some wrong decisions there. I don't, I doubt there's one pastor. Well, maybe, maybe I could be wrong. I think many pastors sit back and go, man, did I make the right decision there? Do I, we, I think, I think pastors constantly are second guessing ourselves about what we did and what we didn't do. 
And I understand many, many regret the fact that, man, we by by canceling services during the pandemic, people have gotten to the habit now. So they only come when they want to come. Like, hey, you cancel services for this. Well, what then then I'll, I'll just won't show up for 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 whatever. And 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 I know but just listen, churches have been canceling services for things forever. It, it's a it's a common practice. Holiday weekends change sometimes the summer schedule versus your fall schedule. Why? Because so many people are gone on the, and, and during the summer. So many people are on vacation. So many people are traveling. And so all of a sudden you realize, whoa, whoa, with this service, nobody is showing up. So you, you get rid of that service, come up with a new schedule so you can try to maximize and try to, and try to accomplish. Like, like churches make those changes all the time. Some will have two services and then they'll go down to one service during the summer. Sometimes they may have a class for this, but then they'll cancel that class for, for this time of year or this time of year. Sometimes churches will cancel small groups or this during maybe getting close to Christmas. Like there's always changes occurring because you always, because anyone's been in ministry knows how there can be wild fluctuations. You're like, wow, okay, everyone seems to be here week after week after week. And then all of a sudden you're like, what just happened? Well, these people are gone. This family is gone. This is gone. And sometimes things get canceled. So, I, I mean, I don't know why. I mean, uh, so yeah, that, 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 see what happens when you don't listen to the clip first. But hey, I like that. Because we just kind of stumbled into, once again, somewhat of a misrepresentation, I mean, clear misrepresentation. That first paragraph is a, f- is a full-blown misrepresentation. That clip made, n- did not say anything like that. I can't believe that it was, I would hope. Um, Yeah, and then re- right underneath it, one of the comments, going to church is a must to go to heaven must be found in North Point chapter three, verse one through 10. See, even, people are immediately going under there and it, making comments as if that's what that clip said. That clip did not say anything like that. Okay, and then someone else, uh, meeting with other believers is important and God tells us to, but one, never a requirement for salvation. Two, church can look different, uh, can look different ways. Three, closing a building to save lives while still being the body of Christ was essential and the litmus test for who truly cares about people. But the point is, is like that clip never said anything like that. I, I mm, wow. I, I, do people, can people not, I mean, did, did John, did we not just all listen to the same clip together? What was I missing there? All right. There you have it. I, today's focus may be the frustrating world of Christi- Christianity and how we we never, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what you want to call it. But, but I do want us to have a more important theological conversation. Is church attendance tied to unlocking the transformative power of God in your life? Or if you don't attend church, it locks that transformative power. That is the, the takeaway from that clip. That's the headline. That is what people should be discussing. And I'd love to get your thoughts. News, if at yahoo.com. All right, everyone have a great day. I hope I just realized something. Okay, good. Whew, got nervous. 
I, I didn't check the sound settings right before we went live, and we had I'd opened up a file uh, and opened up a program to uh, uh, amplify that audio file that we played, and that typically uh, turns off my microphone. And all of a sudden, I realized I've just spent 44 minutes talking, and probably no one can actually hear anything that I have said. All right, so hopefully... It sounds fine. I'll go listen to this real quick to make sure before we post it. All right, everyone, thank you for having a great day. Or thank you for having a great day. Thank you for listening. I hope everyone has a great day. Um, I'm a little frustrated by this. I just, I am. I just get tired of this kind of stuff. It just, it just bothers me greatly. But now we have a good theological topic to discuss. So we'll find the original sermon, review the original sermon, and then have a very important theological discussion about does church attendance unlock the transformative power of God or does the transformative power of God happen with or without church? Love to get your thoughts. Everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening. God bless. And I apologize because I, I, okay, so let me do that again. All right, let me do it again. Take two, okay? Because see, I'm supposed to have my cool outro, right? All right. So thank you everyone for listening today. And we are left with a very important question. Does church attendance unlock the transformative power of God or does God transformative power work with or without church attendance? That is what I want you to focus on. And that is your today's focus for Monday, June the 19th, 2023. I got so discombobulated and so frustrated by that. I forgot that, hey, you're supposed to do your outro like this. Everyone have a good day.